All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they're located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are I. Okay, day eight on a plant-based diet. What's going on? Well, I do feel cognitively substantially better. 
Like whether there's no doubt about that, there's no argument. Like I, I feel I see more clear. I think more clear. Um, my day has great energy to it. You know, even amongst like all this like COVID nineteen things and that world shifting and changing, it's been absolutely beautiful outside. And I can just tell, like I like I know the way my mind and my body feels, and I know that I'm operating better from that regard. Now, when it comes down to like how my stomach feels, while my stomach still feels super heavy, you know, when I was on the carnivore diet the first couple of days, you know, like it did have like this this upset stomach feeling, like things were changing, and I gotta accept it, you know. But now I'm eight days in, and um, my stomach still doesn't feel, you know, very good. But I remember this kind of feeling regularly you know as eating before you know so some of it may be food choices yes you know but again like I'm still not like these like absurd food choices you know like the quote-unquote worst thing that I've ate would maybe be you know Indian food store-bought you know Indian food but that would be it might be a little salty might be a little oily whatever but um you know still not overly all that bad you know but the one thing that I have really noticed is just the heaviness, the heaviness to my body, and not necessarily, you know, like the five, eight, ten pounds that I've gained, you know, definitely, obviously, my weight's up, you know, pretty consistently, you know, like that five, six pounds, and it fluctuates from there, um, but my body just feels heavy, you know, like, it's good, and it's bad, you know, like, I like feeling solid, I, I realize how much I miss the feeling of feeling just solid, and when you feel solid, you feel strong. You know, like feeling strong as a guy, obviously this is important. Um, but I always have to come back to like feeling strong and feeling solid doesn't actually increase my performance. If anything, this inhibits my performance because I don't necessarily want a ton of blood in the muscle when it comes down to things that I do. I want quick turnover. I want the blood in and out of the muscle. I don't want it packed in there. I don't want it being stored in there. I mean, that's what this carbohydrate thing, you know, does to me. That's why yesterday I posted that picture on my Insta stories about, you know, just feeling full, you know, like I was kind of, I know I didn't put a lot of, or any like verbiage to it, I just kind of post this picture, but you know, like I feel by the, the look of me, just I, I look puffy, like I look puffy, I look full, I look thick, and that's actually how I feel. Now, from a vanity standpoint, you know, and just like an ego standpoint, that's good, but a functionality standpoint, not good, you know, so I was like, come back, you know, to that point, these are the goods and the bads, the pros and the cons, you know, and Again, this isn't me attacking a plant-based diet or a vegan diet. This is just me openly, honestly speaking about the same way I openly and honestly spoke about a carnivore diet. Now, the one thing that I remember kind of feeling from before, you know, as well, but something I definitely never felt when I was on the carnivore diet, acid reflux. Yesterday hit me hard. And the thing is for me, like, I don't really ever get, like, acid reflux. So when I do, I definitely, it's, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I'm like everybody else. I want those you know, like those symptoms suppressed, you know, but I just tough it out. But these are all things that you don't feel when you're on a carnivore diet. You know, and after a meal just thick and heavy and, you know, wanting to can go back for more, you know, like wanting seconds or thirds, you know, just, you know, like, oh, I can stuff a little bit more in, you know, like all these different tastes and all these different flavors and you want a little bit more and you always have room for this little bit of extra and that extra spoonful and I'm going to clean up my plate and all these things. And those are all mental battles that you just do not fight on a carnivore diet. Like there really is no going back for like seconds or thirds. You just you're just kind of done, and you don't think about it. And there's, I realized that flavor and you know like carbohydrates and look and smells, like a lot of these things come back to like playing into us on a regular basis of 
you know, tapping into these primal urges for survival. Like things tasting good, looking good, smelling good. Like these, these are primal urges we have to be able to go seek food. It's critical, absolutely critical. This is how we stayed alive, but we don't need this anymore. We don't need this resource. If anything, we need this resource a little bit more shut off. And that's what the carnivore diet offers is it shuts that resource off. You don't want to go back. You're not tapped into these smells and these textures and these tastes and like all this different like experience like you're not which i actually find extremely beneficial because i don't like feeling stuffed i don't like feeling packed with them and i know that this has a lot to do with me just making also a conscious choice not to eat more however you know i'm trying not to put those restrictions on because i never did on the carnivore diet i'm just going to eat i'm going to do kind of what my mind and my body feel like and just feel the symptoms you know, and this is what I'm feeling off a of plant-based diet. You know, now I'm kind of waking up every morning a little bit more groggy. It takes me about an hour, hour and a half to be able to shake it off. I do 100% wholeheartedly shake it off like every morning. And I feel like it's that carbohydrate fog, no matter where my carbohydrates are coming from. You know, and I say too, like also this might be a little bit of my allergies kicking into play. I spent obviously all this time in the back country and sleeping with my window open and you know, I'm finding all the excuses just like what I did on the carnivore diet to maybe justify that it's not the diet itself. But I also have to entertain. These were not things that I was feeling when I was on the carnivore diet. So I have to enter a, a little bit of um, the diet into a little bit of a plant-based diet into it. So um, these are the things I'm feeling. Like these are the processes, you know, that I'm going through. Like I just, you know... I see the good and the bad, you know, between them both. And, you know, I've told a few people lately that I actually really see, like, the benefit of all these diets through a lot of a clear lens. You know, I see the benefits of a well-balanced diet, like, in a way that I've never seen before. I've never only just ate meat. I've never only just ate plant-based diet. I've never really tried any of these things consecutively and just back to back and going through an experiment like this and it's opened up my eyes and I hope that you know by putting all this candid and honest information and just being analytical and saying is it the diet is it environmental is it a combination of these things like I'm trying to stay in my regular routine all the things I normally do so that we have better evidence to be able to go by like what's actually happening and that's why I'm posing all these statistics in the morning too like look like you can't deny that for the most part, my biological age has gone up every morning. You know, you can't deny that I have more of an irregular heartbeat every morning. You know, if you look at on my blood pressure um, data, it shows that there's an irregular heartbeat and when there's not. You can't deny that my blood pressure has statistically kind of gone up, you know, a little bit more while being on a plant-based diet. You know, like all these things, my weight has definitely gone up, which has made my BMI go up, which I'm not a huge proponent of BMI anyway, but hey, we're going on these traditional ways of measuring, so we have to. You know, like all these things. So like, you know, I kind of, I'm starting to see, and I'm, I'm really starting to see and feel and understand like what all these guys really do to people's bodies. You know, I feel like that's invaluable information for me to know for my body, but not only is I can have a way better conversation, you know, with friends and clients and people that I interact with on a daily basis. And then, hey, this is great information for you guys too. So, you know, I kind of hope that I'm not ever really trying to attack one diet or other. I'm just really subjectively trying to look at things and say, okay, from an outside point of view, there's all these factors to take into consideration. These are just things of how I feel. And feeling heavy in the stomach 
you know, feeling indigestion, acid reflux, gassy, all these things. I don't like feeling that way. I, I really don't. Like, I, these aren't things that are favorable to me. I don't like waking up feeling like in a, in a cognitive cloud. Like, I, I don't like those things. So how that's going to come into play when I start making some shifts later on, like, you know, reducing the amount of um, like plant-based materials that I eat, maybe a little bit more fats, maybe a little bit more proteins, finding out like what's going to be the best. Because the one thing I do know is through tracking my macronutrients, um, which like I got to be honest there too, I've been doing a really terrible job at like consistently, you know, keeping up with it because I, I find the amount of data that you have to plug into these apps when you're on a plant-based diet or really anything outside of a carnivore diet at this point in time is like uh, just a ton of information. It's, it's overwhelming. I'm, I'm doing it a terrible job at it. As you guys can see, I'm not posting anything from the um, a Fantastic Life macronutrient uh, perspectives. And I feel bad for that, so I shouldered that stress. Um, but it, it's just a lot. Like all your meals consist of so many different ingredients. There's, there's so much to be able to plug in and look up. It's extremely time consuming. And like all these apps are, you know, exactly that same way. Um, so it's not just a fantastic life. I'm not throwing them under the bus. I'm just saying that like all these experiences are like that. And that's why I'm having a tough time keeping up with it. And, uh, but I have really noticed that my carbohydrate intake has been around about 200 grams. My fat intake has been around like 250, 300. Um, but what's really disheartening to me is like my protein level is so low. My protein levels have been like, you know, 60 to 100 grams. And just goes to show me that you like eating a plant-based diet to be able to get enough protein. Like, and this is the part that with the Game Changers documentary, you know, when they're making this argument that you can get enough protein by eating a plant-based meal. Yes, you can. Like, there's no, there's no denying that amino acids are simply just amino acids. When you eat enough, you'll be able to get those levels up. However, all your other macronutrients, your fats and your carbohydrates go up too to try to get that protein. You know, so to be able to get, if I'm at like 200 to 250 grams of, you know, carbohydrates, if I'm at 250 to 300 grams of fats and I'm below 100 grams of carbo or protein, how high are my levels of carbohydrates and fats going to be before I get, you know, about 170 to 200 grams of protein, which I feel like I need in a day. You know, so like these are some of the parts that are extremely hard about this where, you know, like your overall net calories go up. So can you achieve, you know, protein homeostasis? Yeah, you can, but at what cost? You know, like there's definitely a greater cost associated with getting your proteins from plant-based meals than there is from meat-based meals. And I'm really starting to understand this now. And that's something I never really looked at before. Like I knew it, but I didn't realize how distorted that is. And I don't care what anybody says to me anymore. Like I, I know I'm going through it. I'm walking through it. I'm looking at the data. There's no way. And you can't, pull that protein unless you start supplementing in with like protein powders and all that kind of stuff. And if you're going to go through a refinement and a process product to be able to get the protein, again, this is the stuff that we should be looking at. You shouldn't have to be able to do this. You know, and this is outside of the whole ethical argument and what's humane and what's not humane and this, that, and the next thing. And you know, what's good for our planet, what's not and global warming. I'm talking strictly just macronutrients, you know, so Take that away and really take that and understand that you've been doing a great job. You know, I'm like pat on the back, you know, I'm pescatarian, I'm vegan, I'm plant-based, all these kind of things and doing good for my body and this, that, and the next thing. However, my argument is that, you know, like does it add more inflammation to your body having to process so much more carbohydrates and fats to be able to get the proteins because the excess amount of food that you're putting in your body versus if you just cut to the chase, 
and ate a piece of meat. So this is some food for thought, and that's where I'm at right now. So have a wonderful day, guys. Peace out.